Hi, this is, uh, I'm Christina Rodenbeck, and I'm sitting here in my garden shed. Um, and I, I'm going to talk astrology with my friend, Sally Kirkman. Uh, we're going to look at the month ahead. And we're feeling a little relieved and a little bit more relaxed than last month because we're coming up to lovely Taurian time of year. But before we get to that, uh, we thought we'd have a little look back at how the month went. And Sally, you, my dear, have had Mercury retrograde right on your sentence. How'd it go? Badly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was interesting because, um, I mean, the Mercury retrograde phases take place three times a year. And they're not always that bad for me. But this one, Mercury was in my first house. So it felt very personal moving back towards my ascendant and actually turned direct on the ascendant. And I have to say, it was just one of those times where when things could go wrong, they did. Mm. There was just some crazy stuff. We had a seven-hour power cut, mm. you know, in Guildford, Surrey. Not really what you expect. <laughs> um, I did a mad dash one day around the M25 to try and get my daughter to an interview that didn't happen because of illness, but we hadn't got the message that told us that. Mm -hmm. So there was just a lot of things going on like that. It was a bit crazy and, you know, just stuff not working out. It was really quite testing. And in Aries, it was kind of very frustrating, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I took a chill pill, obviously, because I'm Pisces, so it didn't affect me in quite the same way as in the eighth house. Um, so I was just worrying about, you know, cash flow. But so what else is new? <laughs> um, yeah, but it was a t it's a tense. This is a tense month, right? Uh, because of Mars uh, in Capricorn and because of that Mercury retrograde. And even as we move into the Taurus time, we've still got Mars in Capricorn. However, let's talk about Taurus first before we get to that. Okay, so we're looking very much at the month when the sun moves into Taurus, April 20th. Mm to the May the 20th. Taurus is it a sign, star sign that you... I like very like? much. You like Taurus? I like Taurus very much, partly because I have a beautiful Taurus daughter. So of course I like Taurus. Mm. Um, and I, I like, you know, Taurus is a very, it's a grounded sign, it's a fixed earth sign. It's a sign that's about making things grow, you know. Yeah. And it's the time of year here anyway, way, when things really begin to flourish and the you know the green shoots in the garden the flowers are abundant the birds are tweeting and you can hear a crow outside at the moment mm -hmm. i think and i'm looking out my window at the syringa and the my rhubarb which is enormous and you know bluebells are about to come up and i love this time of year and i love the sign of taurus with its fertility its fecundity its mm. steadiness Mm. In you know, when the world is going mad, give me a Taurus to talk to. Yeah. There's a very kind of down-to-earth quality about Taurians, I find. And quite often I find that they can be one of the signs that's able to be content and to enjoy simple pleasures and to enjoy that kind of steady routine. Um, and just being around them, there's something that that grounds you and they find the pleasure in you know in the small stuff it can i love be a that very side. nourishing sign can't it very nurturing kind of earth mother yeah. type open thing yeah. with taurus 
goes well with you, of course, because you've got the sun in Scorpio. And that, I always think that's one of the a very good opposition, the Taurus-Scorpio yeah. opposition for both of you. You really get things from each other. Yeah, Taurus is very much the physical world, whereas Scorpio is the metaphysical realm. You can help Taurus to find depth, you know, if they can find this, this Scorpio. Mm-hmm. And Taurus does exactly what you've descri- described for Scorpio, mm. don't they? Mm. Yeah, very yeah. much that grounding. And life is sweet. Yeah, life is sweet. Yeah, whereas Scorpio is very much about the dark quite often, the dark side of life. Mm. You know, Taurus is all this blossom and bloom and where's the sunshine? Um, so. so what about this 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 particular Taurian month? does start with quelque chose difficile, does it not? Some difficult stuff going on. Yes, I mean, we have kind of one of the most intense um, planetary aspects, possibly the year, (laughs) (laughs) if not the month taking place um, on April 26, which is Mars, action planet Mars, god of war in Capricorn. And it teams up with Pluto, very much linked to power in Capricorn. So there's quite um, quite a volcanic combination when these two power planets, I mean, it's a real kind of, Clash of the Titans, Clash of Power, when Mars and Pluto come together in Capricorn. And they team up, as you said. They actually are working together. Mm. Uh, I would say, add to that, you know, do not get in the way of the Capricorns in your life, because they are going to win, (laughs) you know. So if you're a Capricorn, excellent. (laughs) Exactly, excellent. If you want to get things done, you can do it. this is the month to get get to get stuff done if you're a Capricorn, um, and other people, you know, watch out as they, you know, for the bulldozing. Mm. Um, they will bend you to their will. Let's put it like that. Um, I think it's pretty good, though. Having said that, for Taurus and Virgo, mm-hmm. can benefit from this. Mm, the other Earth signs as yeah. well. Yeah, because they make a nice trine aspect, don't they? There's a kind of more of a flow of energy. Mm. Again, I suppose we're looking very much at getting things done. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, Mars-Pluto is um, almost invincible. It's like when mm. you put your mind to something, you're going to see it through. Probably good for, you know, you're training for a marathon at the mm. moment or climbing a mountain. Maybe you're going to have your eye on the end goal and really get things done. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, sorry, that was my computer going ping. I hope we can just ignore that in the background. Um, yeah, so I think it's pretty good for Earth science. Actually, not bad for Scorpio either. Because mm-hmm. it's making pretty good angle to that Jupiter and Scorpio. Yeah. Uh, and not bad for Pisces. It's making a pretty good angle to the Neptune and Pisces. So, you know, these water signs can also benefit from the just a little... what. Um, Mars and Pluto do together is they give you focus. Yeah. Absolute laser sharp focus. And it's about action in the real world. Mm. Uh, Don't you think it's less about thinking and more about doing? Very much so. Um, And it's kind of, I, I think also there's an opportunity to stand up to other people. I mean, particularly maybe for these water signs as well, because it's kind of, um, you know, in social sectors of their horoscope so you know it is i think it's going to be but it's interesting there's a balance going on isn't there it's like is it a good time to stand up Mm. 
or do you back off? You have to actually, that's when water signs need to trust their natural intuition, which way they go. Well, I would also suggest that it's the two planets of Scorpio coming together. Yeah. So for Scorpios, you should. Yeah. You should stand up to yeah. whatever it is uh, and take action. And I actually would say, even for Pisces, you know, maybe not stand up because it's not necessarily the Pisces way, but seriously, maybe an assertive charm offensive, my dear Pisces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but meanwhile, there's other stuff happening, isn't there? Venus is in Taurus until the 24th. Yeah. So Taurians take note, you've only got that little window when Venus is in your sign and then moves on to Gemini. So Gemini's in general, this is very nice. You've got the love planet in your star sign from April the 24th to May the 19th for most of this period, actually. Mm. Flirtatious, playful, friendly. There's always a fun element when you've got um, Venus in your star sign, I think. And it fits well, doesn't it, with Venus in Gemini? I like Venus in Gemini. Mm, it's I funny. Do. Yeah. You know? I Witty. think. It's very witty. Mm. Um, who was I looking at? Jennifer Saunders and uh, Joanna Lumley both have Venus and uh, Gemini. Oh, okay. yeah. So it's an absolutely fabulous month. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they have a great rapport yeah. together, really good absolutely. rapport together. <laughs> of course, it's great for Sagittarians as well. Yes. when Because you, you have Venus, the planet of love, in your love angle mm. for until May 19th. So, mm. you know, go forth. And have some fun. Yeah, and this is on the back of all that Aries activity last month, which was romance. So mm-hmm. maybe there's been something brewing that's going to move on. No. I can think of one Sagittarian in particular, yes, Precis- who precisely has done that. Okay. Instigated something last month. Maybe it didn't quite go as planned. Watch out this month. Mm. Um. Then what happens next? Oh my God, it's that uh, full moon on the 30th, isn't it? Yeah, the full moon. The full moon in Scorpio. Yeah, which is sextile to to Saturn. The moon sextile Saturn and the sun trying to Saturn. So it's Saturn quite strong in this full moon. I would say that's very productive. It is productive. And it's interesting that this kind of comes only a few days after the Mars-Pluto conjunction. Mm. Because that feels like um, establishing, holding something. Mm. It's quite a nice full moon, actually. It's a very good full moon for, you know, full moons are always emotional, of course. And this one is profoundly emotional. It's in Scorpio. Mm. Um, But they're also about a culmination yeah, or a fruit, you know, something coming to, coming out. So it's maybe an emotional situation that unfolds. But because it's getting these good aspects from Saturn, I feel that it could, um, instead of exploding and being out of control, it's a very controlled emotional situation that may um, uh, flourish or may, I want to say may, not fruit exactly, flower. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think it's probably a very good full moon for making decisions mm. as well. Uh, decisions that you kind of that are going to be quite intuitive. Mm. Um, you know, and maybe also with Saturn involved, it is kind of closing the door on a situation that's been, you know, out of control or not doing you any favors. Kind of, you know, putting your foot down a bit with the full moon. Mm. 
um, and actually showing where your limitations are with Saturn there, putting new boundaries in place, new rules, new guidelines that strengthen you, that kind of nourish you, strengthen mm. you. Um, it's a full moon where you may have get the insight into an emotional situation that allows you to make good practical decisions. Mm. Um, which signs would you say that's especially useful for this full moon? I mean, it's, it's a good one, isn't it? Mm. Well, I mean, I think both Taurus and Scorpio. Mm. I think it's a powerful full moon for both those star signs, and that's going to be very much about relationships. Um, you know, for making decisions about relationships, for stabilizing yourself in a relationship. Mm. And I think the other fixed signs actually might also uh, be, you know, benefit from this or feel mm-hmm. this, um, because if you look at it, that the, the um, the full moon is exactly making angles to the nodes in Aquarius and Leo. Okay. Um, so, but that the Aquarians and the Leos should be thinking about their career and their home life. You know. So for the Leo, it's something to do with what's and it may be to do with your parents, a situation with your parents. You have to make some practical decisions, emotional decisions, but you've got the intuition and the strength to do it. And for Aquarians, it's the other way around. In other words, you're probably, you know, you'll, you're, you may have to make a decision about your career or some di- your life direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think it's quite, there's something rather pivotal about this full moon mm. um, for, the fi- for those two fixed signs. Mm. Because of the nodes as well being. Yeah, because of the nodes. Connected to it. It's probably going to be an interesting time for Capricorn as well, with Saturn being a major player, your ruling planet. Um, And again, that looks like it's it's about people, people's situation, something personal, also a good time, um, kind of quite creative, Mm -hmm. full moon for Capricorn as well. Mm I mean, that's one of the joys of Taurus, isn't it? This kind of, you know, ability to produce things, make things grow, um, to make things that last as well. Mm. To actually make stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, pe- you know, it's it's a sign that is associated with, like, the builder, etc. But, you know, um, fashion designers, a lot of fashion designers uh, who have that Taurus, that creative Taurus thing, because it's about sensuality and you know playing with fabric and playing with color it's a sign that's very in tune with color Mm. so there's a lot of creativity and for the capricorns can really plug into that Mm. uh especially capricorns born around you know first january who will feel this this full moon Mm. particularly um then where are we well then what happens in the month oh my goodness well well we still have um communication planet mercury (laughs) your friend still trekking through aries um and trying to sort out things that went wrong in the month before um quite a challenge though because it just seems to run into um planets in capricorn so i think there's still you know trying to sort things out isn't that easy in the month ahead there's still going to be some bumpy conversations to be Mm. had Um, maybe clashing with other people, trying to find, you know, the middle ground in a way. Um, So, yeah, it's an interesting little run for Mercury until 
May 13th. So it's in Aries for quite a lot of the month ahead when it moves into Taurus on May the 13th. The other sign that's really important for is Libra, isn't it? Yes. All that Aries energy. Yeah. Um, there may be difficult conversations for Librans. They may be experiencing people being unreliable last month, you know, yeah. and they're still trying to sort that out. Yeah. You know, you're still trying to deal with that. And you're not you. You're still in search of what the real world truth is. I think as well, Librans. Yeah. Have people been lying to you? I would ask myself if I were a Libran. Yeah. Have they been telling me the truth? Because um, sometimes Mercury speaks with forked tongue. Mm. Mm. And this also because it's you know it clashes with all the planets in Capricorn. <sighs> this might be about a family issue, or it could be a property yeah. deal that you're trying to get to the truth of and mm. it still feels like this uh it's unfinished, tricky business. Area. unfinished yeah. business which may take a while um to sort out to resolve mm. Mm. um yeah the other uh, the big one of the most important changes of the year mm. happens doesn't it in mm-hmm. may which we're kind of excited about and kind of nervous about. Mm. Um, it's Uranus, the planet of revolution and rebellion and futurism and uh, lightning and sudden understanding of ideas and science and the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, that planet has been in Aries since 2011 mm-hmm. and it's about to move into Taurus. It's going to be in Taurus over the summer, and then it will go back into Aries briefly. But this is really, really major. It's a huge shift. Uh, Uranus takes 82 years to go around the entire zodiac, so this is not a frequent occurrence. You know, the last time was at the end of the 1930s um, that Uranus went into Taurus, and um, this is major. It's it's could it's going to affect the fixed signs a lot i think if you've mm-hmm. got anything at the beginning of um taurus aquarius leo um scorpio or scorpio then you're going to be feeling this mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i mean and i i would suggest also we can quite straightforwardly say with taurus it's going to be a question of like your identity mm-hmm. yeah and what's interesting isn't it with all these fixed signs the fixed signs don't like change oh, no. uranus represents change so yeah. it's kind of, you know, you need to kind of bear that in mind, that, that change is on the way. So mm. digging in your heels might not be the right way forward at the moment with Uranus coming into the early degrees of the, um, triggering the early degrees of the fixed signs. You've change is coming. Mm. You've got to go with the change, right? Um, but it's exciting and it's liberating. Yeah. yeah. So if you are in a situation, for example... Uh, with Scorpios it would be about relationships if you're in a stuck relationship Uranus will come along and liberate you mm. yeah mm, and it plays out I mean it is often I mean Uranus can be about um, if there's an independent feel to it isn't there mm-hmm. also it plays out very much in splits things you know splitting off Agreed. so you know something new new shoots starting out as well starting mm-hmm. out independently um, so very strong for Scorpio when it comes to partnership and Leo's it's actually quite exciting for career. 
Yeah. You know, I know people who've had this transit and it's been like their career has taken off. Mm. If you're willing to go with the change, mm. you know, and do something maybe completely different, mm. um, or it could be something to do with the internet or broadcasting or whatever. But yeah, it's, 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 or, it's all things technological, isn't it, yeah. as well, Uranus? It is. You need to keep up to date with new trends. You need to mm. know what's happening. You need to think modern. You can't get stuck in the past. And you Uranus. need to be willing to take some risks. Mm -hmm. And, of course, fixed signs can be very risk-averse. Yeah. Aquarius, it's home. Yeah, moving. Moving. I would New additions to the family, maybe, but it's that area, isn't it? Yeah. It's the kind of base of uh, the horoscope. Yeah. You're going to have to be, you're all shook up. Mm -hmm. I would say that your Aquarians may find this, um, it's your, um, there's two sides to Aquarius, aren't there, mm -hmm. as a sign, because Aquarius is ruled by two planets. Traditionally, it's Saturn, which is this very steady, fixed planet, and in modern times, Uranus is also is also the ruler of Aquarius, um, which is a different side to the Aquarian nature. Mm -hmm. It's that uh, liberated, free-thinking side to Aquarius. Mm. Um, so you may find, I think, that Aquarians might find something really straightforward, like they start working from home. Mm-hmm. Also. Yeah. Um, and what's really interesting, isn't it, about this Uranus moving into Taurus on the 15th of May is that's the same day as a new moon in Taurus. Yep. So the two, and and at the last new moon, which was in Aries, Uranus again was very close mm -hmm. to the sun and moon. So Uranus is playing this real kind of key um, role mm -hmm. in these new moons. The new moons are all about new beginnings, starting afresh, starting over, a great time for launching something new. Mm -hmm. So, again, this mid-month period, May 15th, is really, there's a real exciting vibe. It's, mm. It is a good time, in a way, to take a leap of faith. If you're fed up of your situation, you know, this is a time to kind of leap would, into action. I would definitely say, start it now. Mm. You know, begin it now. Especially something kind of practical, something real. I'm quite interested to see what happens with Facebook with all this. Yeah, I've got to say, because I, I do associate Facebook with Uranus in Aries, because mm -hmm. Aries rules the head, uh, and Uranus is all about the internet, right? Mm -hmm. And it could be the end, you know, Facebook is, well, we'll see what happens, but it could be curtains, possibly, for Facebook. And it's interesting that Mark Zuckerberg is a Taurus. Yeah. So he's very kind of connected to what's going on. Yeah. It might not happen immediately, but... It, that that company cannot stay the same. Yeah, and this is the start of it, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to, as Uranus flips into and out of mm -hmm. Uranus, uh, Taurus and Aries mm -hmm. until spring 2019, there's definitely changes on the way. And the other connection to that, actually, happens on the very next day, mm -hmm. which is that Mars in Aquarius. Mm -hmm. And so Aquarius is the sign that we associate with the internet again, and with cyber stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Suddenly Mars is in there. And Mars is going to be in there for like ever this year, right? Yeah, it's there until kind of mid-November. It will dip back into Capricorn a little bit. But it's going to be retrograde for most of July and August in, in Aquarius. So it's there for a really, really long time. 
And the two are very much linked, therefore. Mars moving into Aquarius um, and Uranus being co-ruler of Aquarius. And these two planets are going to clash as well, aren't they? Mm -hmm. So that's another suggestion that things can't remain the same. Mm -hmm. Changes need to be made. They're going to clash, like, at the beginning, you know, right away, pretty mm. much, because they're both going to be at the, that zero, that critical zero degrees. Mm. Um, it's re really interesting. So, fixed signs, watch out, you know, your world is is shifting. Mm. And possibly in rather a good way. It's about liberation and actually tackling issues that may have been bubbling away underneath. Mm -hmm. Yeah, although I'd say, you know... It... On that date itself, the 16th, I would be a little bit yeah. wary of being too impulsive or too foolhardy with the, you know, the first clash of the Mars-Uranus. Definitely. I mean, that's often the time, you know, just to rein things in a bit. Um, when I had Mars-Uranus stuff going on with my chart, I had two car accidents in that week. Oh, blimey. They were at three miles an hour mm -hmm. and me backing into things like bollards and stuff okay so it wasn't like dramatic ones but it was a mars uranus thing and this yeah. is a mars uranus situation happening around the 15th 16th and i would say even 17th of may so just mm -hmm. be you know be aware um but very interesting and in over the longer term quite exciting mm. um which actually my goodness because we're finishing you know our our forecast goes, you know, we're just covering Taurus. We're coming to the end of what we have to talk about. And it's a very important event, is there not? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's the royal wedding. We're going to talk about it very briefly. I know that uh, some of you will be deeply fascinated. And some of you will say, oh, no, it's not those Windsors again. Um, however, I think that it's quite an interesting thing to look at, just in terms of the astrology. So they're getting married on the 19th. Yep. Uh, the time they've given is 12 noon, but we're kind of hoping that they don't actually sign tie, the papers. Tie the knot. <laughs> tie the knot until after 2 o'clock, and mm. that is for a very important reason, right? Yeah, it's because um, it's because of what's happening with Venus, the planet of love. Um, Venus at 12 o'clock is at 29 Gemini 53 i.e. right at the end on a 29 degree which isn't is rarely a good time to initiate something new yeah um and it actually moves into cancer a couple of hours later so we were working out if something if they can kind of slow things <laughs> down a bit then venus moves into cancer at 2 11 11 minutes past two um, and that would be, you know, much better to kind of be the start yeah. of a love union. Venus in Cancer, which is very caring. It's about family. About family. Which we think is the whole point. You know, one of the important right. things they're going to do is have babies, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, just looking at their charts, that they that's what this is, a, you know, they like kids. They want to have kids. It's time to have kids, etc. So wait, guys, if you're listening to this broadcast, Harry and Meghan... Wait until 11 minutes past two and then do it, okay? <laughs> um, so, delay. There, I mean, it's it's an okay chart, though, and it's quite interesting in other ways, mm -hmm. uh, in that Jupiter, the planet of expansion, is exactly on Harry's midheaven at the moment, at that 12 noon. 
that does just mean he's like super uber famous at that point mm-hmm. with a lot of people looking at him which i think you don't really need to be an astrologer to say that but you know that's that's what the planets are saying as well mm-hmm. and absolutely exactly on his midheaven i mean to the minute yeah which makes us wonder if there has been an astrologer involved in this a little bit in which case, why did the astrologer left? I, I'm assuming the astrologer said, wait till 11 minutes past two. I hope so. I the, hope so. the other thing is the moon on Megan's ascendant, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, the moon's in Cancer. Yeah. Um, and the day of the wedding. Um, Although it's opposite Pluto again. That's like really, woo. Yeah, separating. It's moving away, but... Again, again, if that had been left a bit, little bit later, then the moon in Cancer is making a nice aspect to the sun in Taurus, mm-hmm. um, and Taurus is so very rooted. I mean, that that would feel like a union that lasts. The moon mm-hmm. going to the sun in Taurus. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a lovely sextile. You know, it's it's a it's a nice aspect. They'd have to wait a few hours for that mm. so it depends when they tie the knot exactly um and i'm assuming that they will wait a little bit maybe it won't be till you know three mm-hmm. or something we'll see i mean the 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 time we've been given is 12 noon but i'm assuming that's the beginning of the celebrations so yeah to speak. yeah i would think so would rather think than so. the actual vows and it's the vows that we're mm. thinking about because mm. they need to establish that Venus, I think. Having looked at their charts, they need to give mm-hmm. themselves a bit more Venus. Mm. And you say that because of the, the Venus in their charts? Isn't there? Oh, you know. There. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's okay. You know, there's a nice Venus moon thing going on. Mm. You know, Harry's Venus is in Libra and her moon is in Libra and that's very nice. And Meghan's Venus is in Virgo and Harry's a sun Virgo. So there are some minor kind of links going on, aren't there? Yeah. In Sinistry, though, I mean, what do you think? I would like people's Venuses to be contacting each other. Yeah, I think in a, you know, real strong love connection you you are looking for that actually um and you know we were talking a little bit about what the relationship is about as well because with these you know status relationships it's not just about love always is Mm -hmm. it it's about you know there's different factors it's the role they're going to take on Mm -hmm. um and these this couple bringing something very different very new um, to the royal family, which is quite intriguing in a way that it takes place just a few days after Uranus moves into Taurus. There's yeah. all this sense of of change, um, something new beginning. Also, the we haven't mentioned the Queen's a Taurus, isn't she? Yeah. So that Uranus will also be very close to her son, Taurus, too. Mm. So maybe there's this, there's this shift as well. It's about something new. The two of them, I think, are very well suited to to being of service, um, you know, charity work, all that's going to be very important. Mm. And I think they're an exciting young couple. They're crazy about each other, it's obvious. They're crazy about each other, and they're just just so lovely together. Yeah, yeah no, I think really it's really lovely. nice. I think the service thing is the key. Mm. Yeah, that they want to change the world and make it a better place yeah. together. And yeah. that's what has brought them together. 
and what will carry them forward as well. Mm. Um, uh, you know, he, that son Virgo, uh, which is Harry. Harry has a son Virgo. He needs to, you know, help people, and she's got that Venus in Virgo. Yeah. Um, she's also someone with a lot of bright ideas. You know, don't you think she's a, she's an ideas person? Yeah. And she as one of the great things about this marriage for her is she'll be able to actually make some of those bright ideas real. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be mm. it's going to be a good union. Mm. And you know, a lot of people have said, "Oh, it's going to be like Diana," but that's you know, Diana was a teenager. This is a very different, very different young woman. Mix, oh yeah, mixed race, divorce, big player in suits. So yeah. you know, she's she's already very well established. Yeah. And I do love in her chart, she has the moon next to Saturn, next to Jupiter, all in Libra, this little trio. And that is someone just, you know, who can step into this, this she's ready. role. She's she's born to be in a position, a responsible role, take on this responsible role. She's also, she's born to marry someone powerful. Yeah. Actually, you know, with that soul in Libra. Yeah. And she feels that where's, where is she comfortable? Now she's found her home, mm. which is in that role. She feels comfortable there. Yeah. And the other thing is that her Leo, you know, she is, she's got this fantastic hot Leo sun in the first house, you know, it needs to shine. Mm. She needs a big stage. Give it to her. Mm. You know, the bigger, the better. Yeah. Um, and then she'll be able to, like I said, get those ideas going. So she's not just, you know, this, she's smart. I think that um, I would suggest looking at her chart. She's an intelligent person. Mm-hmm. Um, and forward thinking mm. um, and she's this this move of the of Uranus into Taurus uh, Uranus will be making a square to her Mercury which is interesting and it will also be squaring her north node mm-hmm. very this summer and it's that's a big just a massive life changing mm thing and it's squaring her north node from her career and status sector mm. so boom you yeah. know she ex- she explodes onto the the a bigger stage even yeah and i have to say i do like the fact that jupiter's coming up to her uranus and scorpio yeah. in the fifth house of children later this year in october so that could be an announcement Babies, yeah, I think so. Mm. So we're happy for them. Yeah, we're happy. We're excited, and I think that they're also. Um, I would say they're risk taking with this, so they need to be encouraged. You know, this is not a safe option for either of them. Yeah. Um, she is a bit of a natural. She's calculated risk, but she's not averse to it. But they're taking a risk. Uh, with doing something different and mm. not following the, the exact rules. They're making up their own rules. And I think that's, uh, you know, to be applauded mm. and encouraged. Mm. Anything else about this month? Are we done? I think we're done. I mean, the Royal Wedding's on the 19th and the sun moves into Gemini the following day. Yeah. Um, so we'll be back next month. Yeah. Talking about the air sign Gemini. And no doubt gossiping a little bit about the Royal Wedding, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, finding out whether, you know, whether they delayed it a little bit, just a few hours. Hopefully. Yeah. 
See you next month. Take care. Bye.